You're listening to the Unconventional Creative Podcast, where we celebrate living life outside the lines and forging your own path to happiness. We are the dreamers, doers, and trailblazers of the world. I'm your host, Brooke Taylor, creative biz entrepreneur, world wanderer, nostalgia enthusiast, and aspiring author. And here's the show. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning into another episode of The Unconventional Creative. I have a really great interview for you guys today. She is a wildly talented photographer, storyteller, designer, and educator serving the creative and book community. We chat about fueling your creativity, taking action, and overcoming fear of failure. So without further ado, here is my interview with Regina Wamba. Welcome back to the Unconventional Creatives Podcast, everyone. We have a super special guest on the episode today. I have personally stalked and drooled over her work for a few years now, and I am so stoked to welcome Regina Wamba to the Unconventional Creative today. Regina, can you tell us a little about who you are and what you do? Ah, sure. Okay, so my name's Regina, Um, Regina Wamba. I am a kind of like a creative tornado. I kind of just do everything. Um, Yeah, I did. I, you know, when it comes to creativity, I just, I like to dip my hands into anything and everything. And I'm just forever and ever a student. Um, I love to learn. I love to, to just put my hands into everything and get unconventional um, with artistry and blend, blend things together, whatever, whatever I need to do to, to feel satisfied in the creative realm. Um, that's me in a, in a nutshell, as far as like who I am as an artist, I'm just inspired by stories, um, stories that are untold and, you know, letting people really dive into, their imagination, whatever, and whatever, in whatever sense that is, whatever format that is, whatever medium is being called to create. I'm just full-blown professional dreamer. I love that professional dreamer trademark. (laughs) Can you, (laughs) yes, yes, better. Everyone's going to steal it. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your creative journey and how this all started for you? Ah, well, define what started for me, being an artist or, or the career path that I'm currently on? All of it. Let's hear about it. Oh, okay. Well, it started when I was born. (laughs) Um, I legit have a memory probably from the time that I was, I was about maybe three or four years old. And I have this image in my head or memory of me standing in my grandmother's living room. Um, and I had just finished watching Bob Ross. Uh, Yes. Uh, like pre-kindergarten watching Bob Ross. That was my favorite thing to do. And I just remember I'm going to be an artist when I grow up now, of course, in my little four-year-old brain, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go live in Paris and be Bob Ross female version. And you know, that was, that was the good plan. Really good plan. Um, But like literally anything and everything I could get my hands on, I was, I was the nerd in the hallways with um, the sketchbook and, you know, I'd have 
steal all the pens and the markers addiction to sharpies and pencils and charcoal and and film photography like I don't have any memories where I didn't have some sort of art within my reach always doing some sort of art so that's kind of like where it began I was born I was born I don't really know anything else um and my my brain doesn't shut off and like ever dream about being a doctor or a nurse or anything like that. Like just couldn't do it. Um, no, like mad respect to everybody that does. I love and appreciate you. Um, as far as current path that I'm on, um, it started back in 2009. Um, I was in a soul sucking job. Uh, I, I appreciate it now because of course you, you have to have something to compare what you don't want to what you have. Yes. Um, so I was doing, uh, and I met some amazing people who I'm still friends with today. So I'm grateful for those soul sucking jobs, but I had a soul sucking job where I, I recycled refrigerators in graphic design form. So it was super creative not really (laughs) um but they did have me a little have me have a little like let me have a little bit of creative freedom so I was able to like I created a brand for them um that hit the whole United States and Canada so you know as my like 19 year old self or how old ever I was I was pretty young um I was proud that I was able to create that for them but I was sitting in a gray office with recycled air and um, I had to deal with traffic every day. And I, when I wanted to take a nap, I couldn't like all the things that, that come with corporate worlds, I couldn't do it. Um, and that made me angry. And so um, when the downturn of the economy happened in 2008, um, I was pretty sure that I was on the list and uh, early 2009, February, um, I think right before Valentine's day, I got the cut and I cried and I bawled and I was calling my husband at the time. Well, not at the time. He's still my husband, but at the time <laughs> I was like crying in the car. Um, because I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm pregnant with my second kid. Um, and I got off the phone with him and checked my voicemail. And I had uh, a voicemail from someone who said, you know, I have a whole branding project. I need, I need a graphic designer. You come recommended. And so the universe kind of just supplied that first um, project seed money for me to, to say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to start this thing. So it started as like business graphics, branding, stuff like that. Um, And as I was building that, I was devouring books. I was like eating them for lunch (laughs) and dinner and breakfast and dessert. I, I don't know. I don't know how many books I read a month, but I, you know, I had a, a Barnes and Noble nook and I don't think they make those anymore. Um, I don't think they do either. I don't think so. And I just devoured books and I got on Goodreads and I started talking to people and talking about the books. And then I got on DeviantArt and I started making designs and photo manipulations around the books that I was reading and creating characters. And um, which is super funny because I did one for Amanda Hawking's, I think the Trill 
Trills series, or it was one of her self-published ones that before she went like super viral and then full circle, like maybe like 10 years later, I'm doing her book covers. Oh, that's um, so cool. Yeah. So I have like deviant artwork of me creating artwork off the books I, I, I was reading. So it was, it was really interesting. Um, so it just kind of snow, snowballed into me creating photo shoots for book covers and the book then the you know the photos become art and then I'm doing the book covers and then I'm doing photo shoots for book covers and um, stock photos for book covers and publishers and it just kind of snowballed into what I have today which is um, kind of in, kind of this artsy boutique of book covers book cover photos and art that inspires um, while also teaching other people how to do what I do, because I truly enjoy watching people flourish. They, they have a good time. And I try to, uh, explain things. Cause I, I watch YouTube videos and I'm like, dude, just get to the point. I can't, I don't understand. You. Um, so I teach in a way that I would want to be taught, which is visual and, uh, infused with some humor because I think it's important to make it not so much of a like a pressure technical thing but more of a logical understand visual thing so that's me in a long-winded story hey we love long-winded stories um do you since your business is so multifaceted like you do photography you do design you do education all these things how do you balance your business I wish I could say that I'm one of those really organized people, but I'm not. Um, I honestly have a notebook and um, my husband told me a long time ago that you do what is most pressing first and don't write a list that's unreachable because then you, <laughs> then you kind of just bury your head in the sand. Um, so I have a, uh, a notebook and I keep uh, my most pressing things at the top and I cross those off and then I can move other things up. Um, always, the list is always there and it's always growing and it never gets crossed off completely, but it it keeps me sane. That's I can hear the type A people screaming right now. They're like, oh my God, the list never ends. <laughs> the list never ends. One pass ends and three three follow behind that is exactly how all of us multi-passionate people are though we we can't do one thing we'd get bored so and I have gone through a process of beating yourself like beating myself up because they they like all of the books and then uh, you rise early and you know do this and get exercise and meditate and all of this stuff and you have to follow this process in order to be successful and it's all bs honestly you do what you have to do and that it that inspires you and you will be successful if you run against your own intuitive grind like how you feel the most creative and when you feel the most creative you will literally run into walls. Do what your body is telling you to do, what your mind is. If you're, if you wake up at 3 a.m. and say, oh my God, I need to create this, go create it. If you want to sleep until noon, sleep until noon and then go create. It, it just, unless of course, you know, you got to get your kids off to the bus or something. Don't, within reason, obviously. But 
at, I think all of the stigma around how to be successful is, is BS. I think you just do what you got to do and stop beating yourself up for what other people are doing to find themselves successful. I love that. That's perfect advice for us people that can't stand to be told what to do. So that's great. If you don't like to get bored, then why put yourself in a box to get bored? Right, right. Stop, like unniche everything. I'll tell you what, I have... I have an office. I'm sitting in my office now, but because I am multi-passionate and because I get bored, I can't work here every day. I feel I that. I feel I that. Can't. I will go to the kitchen table. I will go to my outside patio. I will go to my living room chair. I'll sit on the floor. I'll work from bed some days because I can't sit in the same space over and over and over again. It's like a reminder of gray, gray walls and recycle there, just not here for it. And it gives me fresh inspiration when I can see something else. Speaking of inspiration, what fills your creative? Well, we all draw from something. What is like the main thing you get that oomph from? I would say, oh gosh, there's multiple things. Um, water. I, when I need to like refuel or re-energize visiting the beach, um, taking baths, going swimming, water, uh, getting back to nature. Um, then of course it's doing other creative things outside of work things. Cause if you're a creative and you're always in the process of creation, you kind of have to like switch gears sometimes to the things that maybe they're just hobbies or something that you maybe wanted to get better at if you're into crocheting or oil painting or whatever go like learn something new or try something new or just create out of creating instead of the pressure of creating for someone for creation's sake yeah I like that what is the absolute best part of working for yourself and the worst part the worst part is probably the list, the list, <laughs> damn list, <laughs> the damn list, the, the list. Um, it's not a bad thing, right? It's just, it, it, you know, when you're multi-passionate, you have a lot of things going on and, and sometimes your brain can get scattered and, um, you have to even just organizing the list is a, you know, that's a thing. Um, so you know, multi-passionate people. There are some that are like super organized and I, I wish I, I was, but if I didn't have a notebook, I would probably lose everything. Um, that's probably the least favorable things. Um, my most favorite thing is like just traveling and, and meeting people probably. I love, same for me. yeah, I love meeting people. Um, I'm not, a, and I'm not an extrovert by any means. Um, and so big crowds and stuff kind of turn me off, but I love like the one-on-one action that I get when I get to shoot people. And that sounds really bad <laughs> when I get to photograph people. Um, and the connections that I've made, the friends that I've made, it's really, really top-notch. It's like, I, I love it. Absolutely just adore it. Can you tell us about a favorite project you've worked on? Hmm. I know it's hard to like narrow that, it down. That's like narrowing down my favorite child. Oops. Oops. Oh gosh. You know, I had never created a series before um, for my own personal artwork, like never. 
And so one day, oddly enough, I'm sitting in a water park with my kids and I look up on the wall and there's a mural of Poseidon. And it's just this big old white guy with his, um, Triton, right? Triton, the, the Triton, the, the, the scepter, whatever. Oh yeah. (laughs) Whatever he's, you know, and it's, he's all ragey and angry and there's storms everywhere, whatever. And, um, I think it's called like Poseidon's rage or something like that. Um, and I'm sitting in there and I'm like, why can't we have diversity in the gods? Why is everything so white? And I, I'm speaking as a white person, but my family's mixed um, and I've got biracial kids. So I'm just like, I think we need to start mixing it up. So I created um, a series of gods and goddesses um, called the thread of the gods. And I'm, it went from 2018 to 2021. Um, and I have a full spread of gods and goddesses that are um, pulled from all kinds of different racial backgrounds. And um, I wanted to put a fresh spin on perception of gods and goddesses. It was, it was awesome to recreate something. And this is, you know, what the beauty of authors get is they get to recreate whatever their brain desires um, but I did that in visual form. I rewrote a story of, of how we perceive gods and goddesses. And that was, um, that was a really fun project for my own personal artwork, um, something I hadn't focused on for a while. So it was nice to get back to um, creating for myself. And it was also really nice to um, put a fresh spin on things while creating divine deities uh, with power and, and ethereal magic. So really fun. That is super cool. I actually think that's how I found you. Um, it's the Hades. I think it's Hades. It's like got black on his fingers and a crown on. Okay. I found you from a Pinterest image when I was character searching for my novel. Uh Aha. Yeah. That one went viral. It was like a few years ago. In your bio on your website, it says you're a professional dreamer, like we talked about before. I hardcore resonate with that. Um, Do you have any advice for people who tend to like sit with their dreams instead of putting them into action? Why are you sitting? Um, We're scared, probably, right? I mean, fear of failure, fear of judgment. You're, you're, you're failing then. The thing is, if you, if you, if you, literally sit and do nothing you're failing so you've already you've already created the failure without even trying good point good point love that so if you don't get up and you don't put yourself out there and you put your dreams out on the line you've failed and that's the one thing you're already afraid of so you must kind of just get over that hump and I know it seems scary and and you know going into the unknown, but I'm pretty sure you're not going to die. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. (laughs) No guarantees. I can't say anything about life or death, but, um, if you decide like, ah, shit, I just want to become a photographer or, um, I really want to start this small business. What's stopping you from failing yourself? You already put the limits on yourself. So, my, my only advice is just do it. 
you know what, you'll never know until you try and nothing changes if nothing changes. All right. Noted. <laughs> Speaking of those like very big dreams that sometimes scare us, will you share a bucket list or fuck it list goal with us? It can be business or non-business related. Business, I would love to direct a movie one day. Oh, that's amazing. And non-business is to literally step foot in every possible country I can attain in my lifetime. I want to try food from all over the world and touch everything I can possibly touch on this planet. That is a big one for me too. I feel like I've been nowhere and I just need to go. And luckily with having the businesses that we do, we can take it anywhere with us. All right, guys, if you are enjoying this episode with Regina, go ahead and screenshot it and share it to your Instagram. Tag me at Brooke Taylor Creative Co. so I can see who's listening and who's loving it. Now back to the show. How do you live outside the lines? That's like the tagline of the show. That's what we're trying to encourage people to do. That, you know, I feel like it comes through your own inspiration. What makes, what makes you different? How do you, how do you move outside of the box that has been given since we were just talking about it before, like all the success books tell you that you need to do this. Well, why not you just do what you want? Um, Color outside the lines means doing what you feel feels good Um, and going against what everybody else is saying that you need to do. You need to have this equipment to be successful. Not necessarily. You need to wake up early in order to, to, to be successful in your day. Not necessarily. I find myself up early. It's just late for everybody else. I feel like finding, finding your intuitive groove as an artist is how you color outside the lines. How do you, how do you impact people? How do you create for yourself? you know, been doing this for a while now and, and you learn that coloring outside is outside the lines is literally just removing the box that has been provided that everyone says there's a box and I'm telling you, there's no box. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm free coloring. I'm just doing whatever I feel feels good. And I move through intuition that way. Amazing. Great. I love that. Can you tell us about some people that maybe inspired or influenced your creative journey? Hmm. Well, we talked about Bob Ross. Yeah, he was Um, a staple. Staple, a staple, absolutely. Um, There are so many artists um, and people that have inspired me across the years. Um, Movies inspire me. Like, I love storytelling. Um, I love cinematography. Um, I love creating evocative emotions that, that make you feel something. Um, so Bob Ross was definitely one of them. Um, the way that Thomas Kincaid painted light was huge for me. Um, believe it or not, um, Julia Roberts was a huge inspiration. Drew Barrymore, I loved those women. They were energetically just magnetic. I love them. 
um, love them. They're still here. So I'm going to love and I don't hate them now. So um, Cheryl Walsh, she's a great fine art photographer who's won incredible awards. Um, Chelsea Evenstar, she's a great 3D artist. Uh, gosh, um, James Cameron, great, great artist, great visionary. Um, gosh, so many. There's so many that have impacted like how I see, how I want to create and kind of just creating this mashup of all of that and becoming one. Super cool. I like that taking like certain things from people, mashing it. Same thing when I was training horses, like I would go learn from a trainer, but I would take like a couple of things he did, sprinkle it in and make a big old cake of my own. Right. Doing. Yeah. yeah. We're creating our own little Sunday fun day. <laughs> how we, we're just a sprinkle of everything. And I think that's, that, that's how we really create as artists as we we take a little bit from every everyone and and then make our own pie okay tell us what is next for your business what's something cool you have coming up well um interesting enough um one day hopefully soon i want to create a retreat for creatives to come create yes in a beautiful location Yes. Yes. Um, so I want to be able to help people create, um, at a retreat in a beautiful spot because you can't have anything stupid, like, no. (laughs) And two, I'm, um, learning how to, uh, do 3d right now. Oh, I saw your render. Yeah. 3d rendering will be part of my, I guess there'll be, in my courses, which people don't know yet. Um, and then, um, the assets will be in, in the, in there too, for people to, to use as resources. Um, so yeah, learning 3d and, um, also creating retreats for, for creatives to come one, get some rest because our minds go (laughs) a million miles an hour all the time. Yes. Um, and it's important to, to take a time out and then, to to create because we literally can't not it's unless we burn out which really sucks um point is not to not to get to that point and have somewhere that you can just chill create no pressure no boundaries no no lines no boxes (laughs) thank god I think that being around other people who are interested in the same thing that you are too like will fuel your creative fire so much more as well Oh yes. Um, find your, find your, find your friends. Um, it's really important to have people that one understand creativity and two lift you up, uh, and don't really see you as competition. Cause there's, there can be such harsh, um, competitiveness out there. I feel like that's all part of the whole boxes thing. Like we have to compete with each other. It doesn't really exist in my brain. I feel like we're all there's enough, there's enough work for everybody and we're not going to be a good fit for everyone and our personalities. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, hundred percent. Find your people that are going to lift you up, give you high vibes, good vibes, all of that. Yeah. People with a scarcity mindset, they don't do as well as someone who has 
like an open mind there's room for everyone kind of thing yeah lift as you climb room for everybody let's just be like friends and lift each other up and and shout like literally just everyone is everyone is awesome and why not share everybody that you possibly can that's like when people well, are good vibes <laughs> only good vibes only. <laughs> I don't want to share anybody bad vibes that would that would be mean I that's like when authors don't want to write their book because they think it's been done or they think there's too many books and I'm just like no there's but it not- hasn't been done by you it hasn't been created by your brain and it doesn't have the spin that you're going to create 100%. So maybe maybe there's been gods and goddesses done in the past for hundreds of years more than that maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but nothing has been done the way that I've done it. Right. Because it was done by me and I'm an individual and unless I'm blatantly copying someone else um my work is my work that hasn't been done before because I did it. Right. Awesome. I know everyone's going to want to check out your stuff when we get off here. So how and where can people connect with you online? All the places, but don't look at my TikTok because I haven't mastered that yet. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on in Facebook groups. I'm in Facebook pages. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And it's just Regina Wamba? All of it. Except for Facebook, it's artist Regina Wamba because... My personal profile is my name. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Thank you so much for being on today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Actually, really fun. Oh, well, that's so good to hear. (laughs) You're welcome. Good job, interviewer. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review if you're loving these episodes. Your reviews help more people find the unconventional creative and build our community. Until next time, creatives, keep living outside the lines.